Welcome to the episode. I'm Lunchy. I'm Pabs. That is a glowing smile. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the episode. Welcome aboard. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. Pabs. It'll be what is the haps, brother. I'll tell you what's the haps. The haps is episode 67. 67. Fresh off the presses. We have been going at this for 67 episodes. And if you tuned in last week on YouTube, you would have noticed there was a... uh, what do you call it? A snafu? Yeah. There was a... Uh, <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> no idea. So yeah, in, that's our, in our intro, <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh. I had nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. You caught me blank, right? <laughs> um, uh. Straight off the top, we want to ask our listeners, please, if you like the content that you're mm. receiving for free, might I add, yeah. uh, please feel free to share this. Like the yeah. episode and send it around where uh well, let, let's just keep it real simple and this right. is free it requires no effort there's a like button at the bottom right hand corner of the video if you're watching on a desktop just click that like button yes okay click the like button for us we'd really really appreciate it if you would do that call to action call to action check like all right so i know we don't do segments mm. right but that's, we're doing one. We're doing one. Right. That should <laughs> we, be a shirt. Started. I know we don't do segments, right? <laughs> but like we, we've got to we've got to start one and I'm thinking that we call it the chopping block. The chopping block. Because each week there seems to be a new um thing that's socially unacceptable. Mm. Um PC culture or cancel, cancel culture, culture or what you whatever want. you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I found some interesting ones this week, mm. and I thought what we should do, because we've talked about this podcast being a time machine, yes. we're going to look back at this and we can say, that's when it happened, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, every week I've seen some stuff and I'm going to start collecting. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Can we have a segment? Sure. Sweet. All right. Let's do it. So, we'll make up some music, but for right now, <laughs> chopping block. Say what? I don't know. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> okay. Uh, this week, okay, mm. we've had some, um, some. Now, uh, I'm going to say far leaning lefts. Right. Right. The extreme left, because I'm left aligned. We've discussed this. Yeah. Have said that uh, breast milk. Yes. Is an unfavorable term. Okay. All right, I don't want you to say the word breast around me because it hurts me. <laughs> and in relation to breast milk, yeah. henceforth, we shall know it as chest milk. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I'm serious. Really? Chest milk. Oh, that's cooking my brain. Right? I just want, to, I just want you to percolate on that. All but right. like, what if you don't have the pecs, right? Right. Then wouldn't so, chest milk so offend you? If you, if I was to ask you, um, I'm flexing by the way from for our ears. <laughs> oh. Settle down. It's too early. Uh, if I was to ask you to define the very nature of a breast, yes, right. How would you describe it outside of over sexualization? Uh, 
Oh, God. <laughs> that just took all the fun out of it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I knew where you were going before you did. Like, the, surely the only way you can describe it is by its primary function that separates it from every other sure. organ on your body, yeah, right? Like, Breasts produce milk. I mean, if you were going to start young, calling right? dicks groins, right? Yeah, well, yeah. That's that's the same sort of thing, or like noses, faces. That's the next thing. <laughs> We're not going to be allowed to have semen anymore. And do you think... <laughs> <laughs> right? Semen? <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll have to see person. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... I refuse. I'm yeah. sorry. This is one I'm refusing. I will never, you will never hear me outside of this podcast refer, refer to breast milk as chest milk. It's not going to happen. I have to ask this question because I know that your son calls, you know, breast milk by a particular term. Titty. Titty. Right. <laughs> I want titty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, far out. Okay. So, like, okay, that was the first one on the chopping block. No more breast milk. No more breast milk. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Second one. Oh, second? Really? We, yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, mum and dad? Yes. No. 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 Not mum and dad. Don't you dare. I'm okay. offended. Right. That is birth parent and non-birth parent. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the look on your face. You look stupefied. You're just like, <laughs> like that isn't, the isn't rug your father like technically also your birth parent? Uh, 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? Sure, father. Mate. You're assuming gender. <laughs> isn't the oh god? This is getting complicated. <laughs> okay. Like, isn't the 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 male part of the equation still part of being the birth parent. Are you living in the 1960s, man? <laughs> it's not just males and females in relationships anymore. Oh, and particularly when it comes to out. babies. Bugging me out. Okay, all right. Right? Okay. okay. No, but all what right. do you make of it? What do you make of it? Like, uh, that's. Because, uh, like, the, that one, I guess, makes getting, more sense tough. than chest milk, right? It's getting the, tough. Yeah, it's getting tough. It's getting tough. It's to, a brave new world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, you got to think on your feet here now. Yeah. You know, like. Because if you've got. Oh, that would be. I want to be in that social situation where there are a lesbian couple. Yeah. That have a child. Yes. Well, I, I, think, I, think, I can think of one right. that has been on the show. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I'm not overly aware of the gender allocation there, though. But yeah. I'm thinking like, and, and, no, no, no. But what if you've got a, 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 a lesbian couple, but they have a child that one of them have given birth to? You're not going to wish... That would that's that's going to be a difficult one to navigate, right? That's is, is it is it acceptable to ask like which I, one of you had the baby? Yeah, is that acceptable? Which is the birth parent, right? Yeah. So this is how they came to it. This is what I'm saying. This one makes a little bit more sense than okay, chest milk, right? Because okay, so what if you had a, a gay couple, as in like two males, right, with a child? Well, then, neither one of them gave birth to the child, right? Right. So you, they're both 
non-birth parents. Birth parents. I guess. See, this, it's we need someone. We need man. someone with their finger on the pulse to educate us, right? Yeah, and and you know what? Like, I'm okay with it if it if it offends someone and and like you. Uh, but but it's it's getting complicated. It's getting difficult. It's getting very There's difficult. There's going to be a section that we're going to have to re-educate ourselves, right? Yeah. That's going to be the difficult bit. Yeah. We need re-educating. Yes. We need, we need... Uh, gulags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. All okay, right. moving on from the chopping block. We'll so, visit that again next week and yeah. make sure you have liked and subscribed, please. Thank you. And we we appreciate it. This week... We're talking nuclear disasters. Yeah, nuclear, everything nuclear. Yeah, but we want Outside to focus of on the nuclear families. Stuff, right? um, so, like, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, like, I guess we're we're talking about nuclear, nuclear energy, nuclear disaster, nuclear versus alternate power sources you're getting ahead of yourself sorry Munchie. keep on. keep it clickbaity all right? all right we're talking nuclear disasters nuclear disasters we want to hear the bad stuff <laughs> so we've we've compiled a list of the most notable um disasters that have happened okay yes. and this is um since 1957 okay so in 1957 um the um uh, Chernobyl disaster, right, occurred. Actually, no, there was... There no, was no, 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 1957 no, no. was the Kashtimi, uh, Kashtimi? Christian. Christian, mm. Christian. If we just uh, have a look here on our most trusted of sources. Old right. wiki, yeah. Uh, so you can see here the Kashtimi, Kashtim disaster. Kishtim. 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 There we go, right. Kishtim. 1957, September 29th, um, the uh, death toll is estimated to be around uh, 9,000. Yes. But the death count is actually unknown. Okay? Yes. So um, that's the first one. Now, we weren't able to find a lot of information about this one, so we went to the most popular one, I guess the one that people know the most about. Thanks is, to HBO. Yeah, that was a great series, by the way, the Chernobyl disaster series. If you yes. haven't watched it, check it out. Called uh, 19, Chernobyl. Called yeah. Chernobyl, yes. Um, 1986, right, where a total of um, reportedly 78 people died up until 2004. But yeah, this is There's Russia. a big question mark. This is Russia. This is Russia we're talking and about. And I watched that series. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2005, the UN predicted a further 4,000 people might eventually die or, or, or might have died, I guess, mm. as a result of radiation exposure from Chernobyl. So... 4,000 people. Dun, dun, dun. No, sorry. <laughs> I'll do that 4,000 times. Uh, oh, no. Wrong button. No, but like, okay, go on. Sorry. Um, the Windscale Fire. Yes. Okay, which was another uh, disaster in 1957, um, earlier than uh, Chernobyl. Yes. Uh, but uh, was the worst nuclear accident in the United Kingdom's history, okay? Yes. And they estimated that, a, you know, 100, 100 to 240 deaths were caused by the radiation leak. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the most recent one, the most, the one that's on most people's tongues is the Fukushima. Oh, Fukushima. Daiichi nuclear disaster mm -hmm. in 2011. Now, just take stock. Mm. 
It has been 10 years since Fukushima. Yeah, that's out there, man. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. So, I, it doesn't... It, isn't it funny how time does that to you? Mm. Like, I look at certain dates and yeah. I go, wow, that's been that long? Yeah. Um, Unreal. Unreal. Like, you know, where, where does the time go? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. Yeah. If you're a family member of somebody affected by one of those disasters, it's that memory's not fading. No. Yeah. That's no. right. No, 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 no. And no. so for, I guess even for us, mm. it feels like 10 years ago was last year. Yeah. This feels for them like it was last month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all respective. It's all relative. Right? It's, all it's all relative. relative. Yeah. yeah. Um I guess we got thinking about the nature of um nuclear material yes and uh we got to thinking like what what are our options at the moment for power well let's let no let's just let's slow down a little bit okay, okay. because okay. because like the way you're moderating this yeah 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 we, we need to take the people on the journey right that's true walk with us the journey walk with us someone's so, someone's shouted out kings i'll take that as a uh yeah ashley davis Thank you very much. Um, so we're only streaming on Twitch now. Um, so these the episodes on Twitch, just for our um, audio and visual uh, listeners, um, you can catch the episodes live on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, on Twitch if yep. you if you want to tune in and listen yep. and watch. So our, uh... our, um, our, we're called THO underscore game on. Yes. So if you want to tune in there, you can tune in there. But that's cool. Let's keep going, right? Yes, yes. Because what we what we worked out, <clears throat> we worked out that um, coal is the only real, uh, you know, currently um, alternate and alternate power supply that yeah. that has the capacity to run, you know, countries. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we we did a little comparison here to try to work out you know the number of deaths that have been caused as a result of coal powered fire uh, coal fired power plants yes uh versus nuclear okay? yes and what we worked out is that um according to the climate council organization now take this information with a grain of salt absolutely do right? your own research do right because everywhere's research. got different numbers but but i mean the climate council has a dog in the race yes right they they don't want coal fired power stations okay sure after what we read i'm not sure i do either but go on yes yes so um according to the, the climate council organization um in the united states alone yes Coal-fired power stations are um, responsible responsible for fifty thousand deaths per year. That's insane. Now let's let's talk that a little insane. bit about that. Here, bump the brakes. Yep. Coal-powered power coal, stations. Coal-fired power stations. Yes, coal coal-fired power stations. What a mouthful. Yeah, um, it is. I, I keep stumbling over. So, it. like, coal's dirty. Yep. Coal is a dirty fuel. Sure. Right? Yeah. What's killing people isn't the process. It's the, the remnants of the process, right? So when you burn coal, there's Creates. a byproduct. Yep. That byproduct is what people breathe in. And it's carcinogenic 
causes cancer, kills people in the long run. Now, this is something we're willingly burning from smokestacks in, like, ridiculous amounts. Yes. So it's slowly poisoning people. And in turn, we are releasing that stored carbon that's been in the Earth's crust for who knows how many, you know, eons. Yes. And releasing it into the atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We didn't learn anything from petrol, did we? Well, petrol's still sold. Yeah, but the thing is, we're on the bottom... Like, we've talked about this briefly before, right? Yeah. We're on the other side of Hubble's Peak. We're coming down Hubble's Peak, right? Right. Which is so... Old Hubble was Mm. a scientist who predicted that there would be a peak in fuel uh, fuel discovery versus fuel... Use production, production yep. versus uh, use, right, basically, okay. right, right, and that that peak has come and gone, right, and because fuel is fossil, yes, we can't possibly produce fuel at a greater rate. Uh, it okay. is what it is, right? We subtract it from fossils, yes, you know, and so while fossil fuel does replenish over time, we're using it quicker than it's. Well, I, I'm not sure about that because. Like last year or around eighteen months ago, mm. there was a a, a bit of a um, uh, crash of the oil prices mm. because Russia, United Arab Emirates, and the United States were producing oil at a rate that was unsustainable. Yeah, but that's determined by the OPEC index, right? And so the OPEC index is basically a charter that occurs every couple of years, where right. countries report on their fuel reservoirs. Not reservoirs, production. Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, that, you're dealing with countries that, you know... Look, either way, we won't get into that because that's not what this episode's about. Yeah. What we'll talk about is this. Fuel is, is not sustainable in the long run. Petrol. Okay, yeah. Okay? Coal, on the other hand... Yes. I don't know a lot about coal. How do they... Right. The, 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 the production of... of like oh, so you're saying, is so there like, a peak supply yeah, of coal? That's a long way of saying it. Right, yeah, right, is right, there right. a peak supply of coal? I don't know. I, I don't know. But Maybe someone know, smarter think, than us can answer that. I think that's the wrong question. Because, yeah, sure. Because, you know, what, what, we're, what we're talking about here is we're talking about a, um, a situation where, um, you know, you've got uh, the fossil remnants of the carbon that's been stored in the earth's crust yeah you know supposedly it's been stored there for a reason i don't, I don't know like mother earth manages herself right and, and we abuse it and we and we've <laughs> just gone oh here's something we can burn yeah right let's and 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 you know if if you think about it like is it tantamount to book burning you know, in a human well, sense. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? on a universal scale. In, a, uh, in, in an earth, in a, in a planetary scale. Well, right? yeah, that's right. There's a town in America that there's been an underground coal fire going for years. Yeah, right. They can't put it out, right? And, like, you know, there's a, there's a situations in the earth where that could happen, I'm sure, naturally, mm, right? Yeah. So, you know, these massive stores, pockets of, you know, carbon, uh, coal that are, that are stored in the Earth's crust sometimes burn, yes. right? And, and, and that could happen. Obviously, that particular uh, incident may have had a human cause. That was, right? it was a human error that caused um, it. Uh, but um, the, other, the other 
question the other part of this argument is the fact that you know earth was moving towards a zone where the amount of carbon that was in the atmosphere carbon dioxide was not able was very close to being not able to sustain plant life yes because plants require a certain number parts per million of carbon dioxide yes. in the air in order to be able to survive yes so we sort of pumped the amount of carbon dioxide in the air which probably was good for plants yes but then we flew right off the other side yeah you yeah. know and <laughs> yeah and and i don't know like traditionally i've been an advocate of um you know a like i don't i'm not a pro climate change person and i don't largely give a shit so like right. we're, yeah, we're yeah, pretty yeah. much alike. i don't know enough for either we've talked about it at length right sure. like and i don't know it's hard to make up your mind with evidence written up the way it is right everyone's yeah. interested and there's a dollar sign at the bottom of it so yeah, yeah how yeah, do yeah. you how that, do you and that's and that's actually probably a good warning right so this episode isn't us on our fucking pedestal yeah, delivering we're, we're trying to break climate the issue messages down. or environment yeah. messages. Yeah. We're trying to break the issue down and trying to work it out. So <coughs> the, the question is, right, um, the number of deaths caused by... Back to the number of death things before we bring it back to the environmental. 50,000 a year in the US 50, alone. Now, yep. as high as 166,000 deaths have been recorded annually in India. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. And then we head to China. China in 2013 alone recorded 366,000 deaths Ugh. attributed to coal-fired power plant usage. There is over half a million deaths mm. from those three countries alone per in any one year. Yeah. Half a million. Scary. Scary. Okay. Right? Um, so... That's not the answer. Coal's not the answer. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, if you compare it to... We did a calculation, you know, but I realise now that we put an error in our calculation. I, I can't be bothered fixing it. No, so, let's just you know, never mention the, it again. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, let's do a real simple exercise, right? If you were to 10x the number of deaths that happened as a direct result of nuclear-powered power stations. Yes. And then you were to divide the number of deaths that happened in, uh, due to coal-fired power stations, um, then you, you still end up with a heavy bias yes. towards coal-fired power stations being the primary killer. Yes. Compared, yes. yeah. Right. That's what we do for fun around here at THO. We just yeah. make up imaginary equations <laughs> using global events. Um, but then, you know, so that's the deaths side of it. And then the environmental side of it, you know, trying to separate myself from being a pro-climate or anti-climate or whatever, mm, right? Mm, mm. At the end of the day, yes, what we're dealing with is a um, something that, could have a neutral effect on the environment yes or could have a negative effect on the on the environment so yes. if that's the two options that i'm faced with i'm saying the option that has the the neutral effect is definitely the better option yes yes right so yeah definitely so nuclear power yes right so we talked about the byproduct of using coal as a power source yep. right 
nuclear power does have a byproduct. Yes. Right? Um, rods, right? Nuclear rods, spent nuclear rods, yes. which, uh, you know, uh, after the fissionable material is deduced from the rods, then the yeah. rods, well, we can't burn them. No. So what they do, they stick them into a cooling pool, basically. Yeah, well, they, no, right. actually, they submerge them. No, they don't. They don't actually submerge. That's a, no? that's actually a, a um, no. That's not true. Is that a myth? It's a myth. That's a myth. Bust it for me. <laughs> because um, nuclear material only goes, you know, critical mm. when it has a a supplementary material added to it. Right. So the 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 f the action of actually sinking the rods into the nuclear reactor yes. exposes it to the material around that rod. Yes. And it's that material around the rod that yes. causes the material to become heated. Right. Right. So when you remove the rod, it's at room. It's basically at room temperature. I mean, I wouldn't want to touch it. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. You know, and so so you can actually store this material at room temperature. Sure. Or thereabouts. So it's stored. It it's stored. Okay. The byproduct in a is barrel. Yeah. It's put underground. Yes. And it's forgotten about until we work out how to fix it. How to how to you know do something with it. It's still fissionable seems, material. Yeah, it seems risky, right? Like that part of it. Yeah, but like, could, you know, just uh, reflect this against the fact that attached to every major population center, mm. there is a garbage tip. Yes. Okay. And at that garbage tip, anything from garden waste to, you know, obviously some chemicals, yes. um, you know, all kinds of nasty things. We're still talking about a storage problem. We're talking about a storage problem that is an in, uh, indelible part of being human. Yes. Okay? Yeah. We require to be able to dispose of material in a safe manner. Yeah. Okay? The way we do it with rubbish is we put it out of sight, out of mind. Yes. And we bury it. Yes. But I'm telling you, man, the amount of chemicals leaching out of that rubbish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget no about it. It's forget no about it. Not good at all. Okay. So living in that world where that's understood. Yes. We use nuclear energy. Yes. As a main power source. And that, to me, makes perfect sense. Yeah. But for some reason, people are afraid about it. They are afraid of it. They yeah. are afraid of it. Now, we... we the. <laughs> <laughs> Given the list that we have here, yeah. it's probably understandable. Yeah, right? we want to. We want to. I guess give you the. So the nuclear death is yes. not a good one. No. Right. So if you're dying from radiation poisoning. Yeah, not good. Right. Unpleasant. You, there are literally atoms, like that are dissolving, apart. <laughs> right, in your body so, until yeah. you become a carcass of soup, essentially. Right, which is a horrible way to fucking go. Yes, um, you know because it, it, it's got to do with um, uh, what do they call it? Is it um, nuclear ions? Uh, I don't know. There's a word for it. They they act like bullets. They go through your body. Um, Let's just call it radiation. Yeah, yeah. It basically bounces through every cell in your body and breaks it all down. And yeah. It can actually crack that that double helix. Is destroyed, right? Like bullets, and right, you right. can't keep it out unless you're wearing like 
land, I guess. <laughs> like so, like okay, yeah. there's downsides to it. Yeah. Um, but we were looking at the reason people were so scared of it. Now, this is something we probably should have done. We should have interviewed an older person and a younger person because I guarantee the younger person, unless they've seen Chernobyl, yes, would probably not be that worried about it. No, dude. This this seems to be across the whole society i've spoken to a lot of people about nuclear power i say they're still know, scared of it yeah so i say the answer is nuclear they go no 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 <laughs> you know like they lose their freaking heads yeah, yeah, yeah somebody think of the children yeah right so like <laughs> we've made mistakes with yeah, we have energy, we have right? made like mistakes. any developing energy we've made mistakes how what have we learned munchie well <laughs> we learned <laughs> That in the golden age of the 50s, yeah, <laughs> there was some misunderstandings about the benefit of nuclear material. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, we've learned that there was a device now, you know, nothing's nicer on a hot day than to tip up to your house and you've got yourself a nice little water filter, yeah, pour yourself an ice cold glass of water, and you mm. know that it's been cleansed generally by rocks and stuff like that you've got a nice ceramic filter yeah, or something activated carbon right whatever well in the 50s there was the revigator they took it next level right next the revigator was a water urn, urn yes of types like, like a, a stone yeah urn. That, yep. that delivered that cool refreshing drink <laughs> however unfortunately they found that lead was quite commonly found in these revigators along with and they peeled it back and they went why is there lead in our water <laughs> oh somebody lined it with uranium <laughs> right <laughs> so a uranium lined water urn. urn yeah and and the, the funny thing is that it was actually marketed as the cure for various ailments. Well, at the time, they thought it could cure arthritis in particular. Mm -hmm. Flatulence. Uh, flatulence. Yep, yep. Right? And even aging. Right? Okay. <laughs> mistake number one, which, you know, to the household. The, it's interesting, this list of mistakes we've made are largely household-based. Yeah. All right? So this That's is... This alarming. Is, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, what do we have next? Okay, so in the 1930s, there was a cosmetic line, um, which was created by Alfred Curie. Uh, no relation to Marie... Yeah. Maria, Maria Curie? Yeah. Yes. No, the, the, the mother of physics or... Mother nuclear of nuclear physics. Radiation and yeah, right. whatnots. So Alfred Curie uh, created a cosmetic line, um, and he called it Thoradia... Thoradia. Thoradia. The makeup of the future. The radiance you have been looking for. <laughs> okay, but the thing, the interesting thing is that he um, put it, he actually packed it with thorium and radium. The, okay. the beauty products, <laughs> the right? Beauty there products. was lipsticks, yep. facial creams, mm, mm, powders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that depleted uranium. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so that would have disenfranchised the ladies in society. Or the, the makeup-wearing citizens in society, right? <laughs> uh, going back a little, little earlier than that in the 20s, right? Yeah. The Radiondo Primator. Now, this is my favourite. Yeah. This is hands down my favourite. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the Radiondo the, Primator. The Viagra of the 1920s. That's right. was a fertility <laughs> aid, right? Yes. Uh, now... 
this isn't going to be comfortable for anybody, so just sit down. Uh, <laughs> it was a slip, a thin sleeve. Yes. That was to be worn in gentlemen's underwear. In their briefs? Yes. While they're sleeping. That's right. It was The idea was it was a charging process. It was a charging process. <laughs> yeah, it was right. going to charge you up. It was going to it was sleeping. going to it was just going to it, it was going to promote blood flow. Yeah. To reduce any flaccidity, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> how do you how do you sell this, right? Yeah. It was made of radium. It was made of radium. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you were literally putting this nuclear material under right your sack. On your sack. Right? Assumably in the gooch region. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this thing was just burning your what do they call it? Your um, Gooch. Your gooch. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, 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 the um the pan not pancreas. I don't know. No, uh, your bladder. Your bladder, yeah. Right, well, that so, was so, so the ultimate. <laughs> like this wasn't a. This, I, I mean, it was around for sort of twenty years before they figured out. Hang on, that my my testicles are glowing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. So okay, like so the the creator. Shout out to porn of the nineteen twenties. Right. <laughs> the creator. Yeah. Died of bladder cancer in nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Lesson yeah. hard learned. And then the product fell out of favour. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, maybe a lot of you have heard in the 1960s there were um, you know dishes, uh, cups, um, you know uh, plates, bowls, bowls, yes. that were sold that were this radiant red color. Yes, okay. So glad you said radiant. <laughs> and that's because these things were made out of depleted uranium. Yes. Okay. They they used, but that was just for the red. That was for the red one. What were the white ones made of? Uh, just pure uranium. <laughs> yeah, <right>? they gave <laughs> it a it gave it a certain glow to certain impress your friends at dinner color. parties, yeah. right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. This next one though, the nineteen seventy three pacemaker. This this isn't such a bad thing. Hmm. Well, it depends. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Because there were no reported deaths necessarily from yeah. it. It was the battery that was uranium powered. Plutonium battery. But it was a pacemaker. Yeah. So you know, it's gonna keep. Ticking. <laughs> you were literally putting <laughs> uranium in your body, and this device actually the battery had a half life of eighty eight years. Yeah. So it was outliving the 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 recipient. Wearer. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep, yep. Not bad. We're getting Not bad. better. Not bad. Yep. But then we go back. Edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate. In 1931 to 1936, there was a company uh, that... A um, German company. German company that marketed radium chocolate. Yes. Radium chocolate. Yes. Uh, they actually falsely labelled the health benefits of chocolate as being like uh, something you needed every day. <laughs> And uh, yes, Get your one, daily dose of radium. Fifties oh. <laughs> and sixties were fun. Golf, was yeah, the, was, golf was uh, so you, in that, full swing. Pardon the you pun. Ever lost your uh, golf ball? No more. No more. Right? Because take we, your Geiger we, counter out. That's right. <laughs> These were marketed. That was that was the gimmick oh, of this crikey. company was that you could find your golf ball with your Geiger counter. Yes. Right, because they had a uranium core. core. Wow. 
In 1940s, there were toys, okay, so yes. such as the radium scope, which had a radium uh, core, which also glowed in the dark. Yes, a telescope. Yeah. Yes, a telescope. Little Timmy, play <laughs> with this. Play with, put this right up to your eyeball. <laughs> right. Uh, in the 60s, child-sized Geiger counter, which promoted the use of, you know, children going out and finding, prospecting for uranium in their own backyards, mm. right? Mm. But and this, this the last, yeah, the, was the Atomic Energy Lab. Yeah, so I've heard stories about this, right? <laughs> so this science kit actually came with a chunk of uranium inside of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, that you know, kids could use and and <laughs> potentially create a, a chemical mixture that would react, you know, a, 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 an atomic. There it is. There basically. it is. Look at that. I love the art of that era, man. That, that, is, that is that brilliant. looks so retro, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just fantastic. Right, look at all the curves on these packaging. Yeah, and that's right. And like, it's it silver. It's awesome. futuristic, right? Mm. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, we've gone as far as to introduce radium to toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know, man. If you want those <laughs> glowing teeth. There's the reference from the beginning of the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and and dentists went as far as to buying into that notion that they would actually install, well, install lays dentures yes. with uranium yep. to make sure that uh, you got that glowing smile that you desired. <laughs> uh, so mistakes have been made. We mistakes have, have been made. And, and yeah, we, 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 I, I feel like as a society of people that... We've learned a lot about radioactive material and um, power stations particularly, I think, are more uh, safe nowadays. They claim they that claim. it's one of the safest energies is nuclear. Yeah. Now, I, I've been thinking about this, right? On a coal plant's best day. Yes. Where all of the rules are followed. Mm-hmm. The procedures are all met with 100% accuracy. Sure. There will always be deaths. That's just the byproduct of burning coal. Mm. Yeah. Now, on mm. a nuclear power plant's worst day. Yeah, sure. We can't even... Begin to imagine. No, like sure. 10% of deaths... Yes. is what's going to happen on a nuclear power plant's bad day. 10% of total deaths in comparison to coal plants. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, like, if a new... That, that just leads me to believe if a nuclear facility is operating and functioning correctly, mm. it's going to be safer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Now, like you pointed out, the storage problem aside, that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. Um... I'm 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 giving the nuclear power plant the thumbs up here, so far. I am, and you know there there are technologies now, um, the molten salt reactor. Okay, so yeah, so this is an interesting one, right? What what this does is it has um, what's the word I'm looking for? Redundancies that don't require human input. So. Even if everybody in the power plant just walked out one minute to the next, right, um, and the power cut off to the facility, in a, in a traditional uh, facility, that would be catastrophic. basically catastrophic, right? Yes. But with a molten salt reactor, 
what this what this thing does is it actually has this freeze plug down here, right? right. That is artificially being kept cold yes. by electricity. So right. if the electric if the electrical supply cuts, this will this will melt. Yes. And the salt will run down into these emergency dump tanks. Yes. Right? And the the fission will completely stop. Yeah, right. And see that's smart, right? Yeah. So you could argue that without so so a little bit of a history lesson when we're talking about Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. The entire reason Chernobyl happened is because they were running a safety drill with an unprepared shift of people that um, mimicked a power outage. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they're trying to find a solution to, you know, uh, what power what procedure outage. could we employ if a power outage happens? What procedure could we write that's yes. going to make sure that you know there's not much damage? And it's ironic that mm. uh, it was a mimic test that actually caused all the damage. Anywho, yeah. yeah. Um, so the the this salt powered plant. Um, has counted for that. And the only reason that they have that redundancy there, you could argue, is because of mistakes like that. We can't move forward with technology without learning about technology. And some of those those lessons are learned through Hard chaos. Hard lessons, yes, yes. Right? Hard lessons. <coughs> Pardon me. Now, obviously, we're going to have the demographic <laughs> of listeners and people that are going, no, nah, you guys have you've stepped one step too far. Yeah. You've gone mad, right? Okay, thought experiment. Right. Let's come up with an alternate to these. Solar? Solar. Okay, that's interesting. Solar could work. Solar could work if it was deployed on a large enough scale. But see, Australia would be good for solar. It would, but the, the problem that solar has is the storage of the power. Right? Yes. So um, battery technology has to come a long way before it can power a city. Elon's got us covered though, right? Elon, I think, is getting close. He's yeah. got some new battery technology, I think, that okay. uh, he's developing. So energy density increases, cost to produce, you know, decreases, and also the... Um, Creates a lot of jobs. The speed that they can be produced at, so the, the amount of chemicals that they have to uh, put into the process to actually make it decreases. Yeah. You know, so this... Someone's this, got to keep the solar panels clean. Yeah, but that's a job. Right? That's right. It mm, creates jobs. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. you got to produce the, the solar panels, and then you've got to keep them clean. Yeah. you got to service them. you got to replace sustainable. them. Yeah, it's the sun. Sustainable. Fantastic. So, you know, if, if you could flip a switch and say, you know, which one would you rather, solar or nuclear, you'd go solar. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. Yes. We're not there technologically yes. yet. Yes. Right? So there has to be a, a, an interim position. Yes. Between where we are now and where we ultimately want to go. I've got it. What? People produce their own power. How? Treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> right? You want a cup of tea? Run for it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You want to toast that bread? Squat. <laughs> That's right. Right? Uh, like the bicycle? Yeah, you the know? bicycle, yeah. Uh, kinetic energy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know what... I don't know if it's kinetic. It doesn't matter. Frenetic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... There'll be a lot less power waste. 
right? But how do you run a factory? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> like a like an Olympic team. That, hey, it you know? creates jobs, right? <laughs> At the back of the factory, you have the gymnasium. The gymnasium. Where people come. Like, it, it, it's good for health in society. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah. you won't see any fatties. And, oh, they pay you to go to the gym. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's flipping things on its head. That's right. One of the perks is you get, uh, you know, 2% of the energy that you generate. <laughs> right? How much power can a human produce <laughs> on a treadmill? <laughs> 400, 400 watts, watts right? right? So, and here's the proof, just so you know, okay? <laughs> okay. 400 watts of uh, treadmill um, exuberance can be produced. From a trained cyclist. From a trained cyclist. And that's per hour. 400 watts per hour. 400 watts per hour. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the scalability of this solution. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Right. Uh, okay. Well, so what we say is nuclear winds. Well, you make you make up your own mind. Yeah, okay? definitely. Have a look into it. But don't taint nuclear with the frenetic brush. Such such a <laughs> such a such a uh, valid observation. Don't ask yourself if you are worried about it why are you worried about it is it yeah. does it come from a lack of your own understanding is it an input from an external source or were your parents scared of it yeah yeah um, uh, like is and is it hype you know are you falling victim to the hype train of you know nuclear disaster i, I think so because like if there was a bomb mm. dropped on a country mm. that was made and powered by coal yeah, people might view coal differently. Well, no, no, I think I people know. have a lot of fear still from Nagasaki and Hiroshima. All right, okay. So, so let, let's destructive just destructive let's, let's break it down a little bit like this, right? Mm. If a nuclear power station goes critical, the fallout is immense. Yes, right. Whereas if a if a coal fired power plant can't even go critical, but if it blows up, yeah. right. That that cleanup process is like local council. Yes. Right. Yes. A nuclear power station that's a national emergency. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I think that that's where the fear stems from, is right. that like, if Not, if something goes wrong, it's going to go wrong in a big way. Sure. Not enough mm. kids getting coal in their stockings for Christmas, I say. <laughs> Fill them with uranium. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard.